The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 80, recorded December 29th, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... I'm Michael Diaz, the other, other half. The other, other half. The other... Yeah, it's uh, in between holidays where we we have not missed a beat here. Uh, this is the last one of 2020, and I'm not going to lie, I'm ready for 2020 to go. I'm sure everybody <laughs> in this listening world is ready for this fucking year to go. <laughs> it's been pretty crap. I'm ready for it too. But on a happier note, did you have a nice Christmas, Joe? We did. The kids came. You know, everybody's been uh, doing their thing, being healthy. So we got to see them. Yeah, no more, uh, no more COVID out there with the uh, family. Nope, they've all lived through it, and thankfully, I mean, honestly, I can't complain too much about 2020. I'm lucky, um, you know, I'm able to work at home. Very, you know, thankful for that. Thankful for the the company I work for that that allows that. And um, you know, kids are healthy, everybody's healthy, and I certainly didn't have any problems like a lot of people have. So I can't really complain. Same here. I mean. We're very fortunate in that we also work from home, so our exposure is very limited. Um, I really can't say I know anyone directly who's had it that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, you know my son. You've met him. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I've heard of a few like acquaintances and people that are friends of friends that have had it. Right. Your son. But it's like... No one in my you know close inner circle, luckily, knock on wood, that I'm aware of. Yeah, that's good. Of course, now that it's good, that, I'm sure I forgot someone that has had it. Well, hopefully they've come through and you'll remember when they tell you after listening to this. So you prick, you didn't know I had it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, uh, you know, we're in between holidays. we got New Year's coming up. We're doing a low-key New Year, obviously, sticking around and not doing much. Um how about you? You guys partying down? At oh, the- oh, yeah. We're heading straight to New York. We're going to be at Times Square. I mean, we've never gone before, but we figured, why not? 2020 should be the year, right? It should be. Uh, it's 2021, so it doesn't count. You're good. No, we're, we'll be fine. Yeah. Once midnight. Well, I thought after the election that COVID was just going to go away. That's what I was told. We, we were told that, but let's... Uh, I read it in the parlor. Right. It's uh, still here. <laughs> but let's not go down that road. Um so pretty much this is going to be the Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman 84 review. Uh, and that brings up some news, right, Michael? So you want to talk about the, the, the news? That's right. In case you hadn't heard, Wonder Woman 3 with Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot has already been greenlit. Not even, not just greenlit, fast-tracked. So All right. That tells us that Warner Brother is pretty happy with the results. Now, it is the number one movie, number one action movie this year at 16 some odd million dollars opening, which if this was any other year, that would be an abysmal opening. Mm-hmm. But thanks to COVID, it's literally the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, do we know what Wonder Woman 3 might be about? Is there anybody talk about that? Is uh, Patty Jenkins has already been asked and basically she said, we'll see. And people have even already asked her if um, Cheetah will be back, even though they never... I don't think they actually call Kristen Wiig Cheetah in this film. No, not that I... We'll get into it. We'll get into the film, but... Right. but right, I don't, yeah. People are already asking if, if Cheetah's going to be back. And she didn't say no. She didn't say yes. I think she's keeping her cards very close to her chest. I'm sure she has an idea. She's already mentioned... Um, that it'd probably be a modern story. So jumping ahead another 30 some odd years. Until like, like present day or that's, that's the guess. Okay. But 
I'm sure they only have a rough draft or whatever story is right now, so that could change. Right. But yeah, so obviously Warner Brothers is happy. Uh, they've made. They haven't come right out and said how many people have viewed it streaming. Right. They've made a reference to how many people have watched it through the HBO Max app, but it doesn't include like people like you. You don't have it just through HBO Max. You yes, I do. Back. Well, no, but you have it because you are an HBO subscriber. Yeah, but you have to log in and create a whole login so they know me. Yeah, but I think it's counted different on their end. Oh, well, I don't know. It's still um, right because I don't pay an extra just for the app. It goes through the HBO money through Spectrum. Exactly. So, right. But they can so, tell my stream because it's a it's still a download. They'll know it's been streamed. Right. They're basically saying that they're they're averaging the streams and basically going well the average household has three people watching at any point in time for sure so they're really really guesstimating their numbers so they haven't really come out and said them but they're like i said the fact that they've greenlit and fast-tracked wonder woman 3 like i mean i think we knew that was going to happen pretty much no matter what unless the movie was completely horrible which we'll get into that what we think Mm -hmm. um a lot of people watched it. We don't know how many. Yeah. We don't know if it was it would have been a blockbuster had they released it. Um, but they're making a third one, and I'm I'm happy about that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, <laughs> no I'll, I'll see if I'll, I'll see if I'll be happy. I mean, I'm, I, I think Patty Jenkins is great. I'm, I'm not going to walk away from that. Um, so we'll see. Now, I have to assume that because they already announced Patty Jenkins doing Rogue Squadron, mm -hmm. that that is her next film and not Wonder Woman 3. I would assume that's a good good thought, probably. So, but, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting, and I know this has nothing to do with this news per se, but apparently they did give Patty and um, Gal bonuses well they basically because you know they get so they get, couldn't get the box office take so right. there's a tough money thing they basically said here's the money you probably would have gotten if it performed as we forecast right so they're happy yeah i mean well all right let's let's get into our geek this week and then because it's going to lead right into the that that discussion will lead right into the into the film i think uh what, what's your geek this week there michael well that really ties into it i uh I got HBO Max just for Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman is Shaylee's favorite hero. It's her Batman, if you will. Mm -hmm. So for us, the math was simple. We would we would have gone to the movie theater anyway and spent you know for sure 30, three times the amount. Bucks. Yeah. Right. So for us, yeah, let's do it. But I've been watching so many geek films on HBO and. Like, I started watching Dune, the 84 version. Oh, did you? I didn't want to watch that until after I see the new movie. I don't want to be um, even taken anywhere. So you have a chance now to watch Justice League and all those. Not that you're, you said you were going to wait for the Snyder Cut on that, but you can watch Batman versus Superman, but you probably won't. I own those. I know you own them, but you haven't watched them. So now you now you have no excuse. Like You don't even have to get up off your ass. You can push a button on your controller. I already owned them digitally, too. I, I could have watched them through Amazon or Google. Oh, I thought you just had the Blu-ray. Sorry. No, no. I, I've been, I have them digitally. I could watch them through anything. Oh. I just haven't. Jesus. But. Which is odd to me when you, again, with the whole Wonder Woman thing, you didn't want to see her actual original debut. So it's goofy to me. I don't know. I, I like like it. like Shaylee doesn't want to see her original debut because it's actually really good. The her part of it. Yeah, but it's being that's her favorite until the end. No, she's Diana Prince in some areas too. It'll be interesting to see how that works because obviously, Batman versus Superman, which I haven't seen and came out years ago, um, very much is in the now in the present. Mm -hmm. So that's Diana Prince in the present, but her two films have both been uh, almost a hundred years ago, a hundred, no, over a hundred years ago now, a hundred years ago, and then 35 years ago, 36. In timeline, right? Yes. So 
maybe you know what? I've got time this week. Maybe I should finally watch it. At least watch Batman versus Superman. I mean, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. I think I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? HBO Max. You can still. You can also watch now. You have HBO Max. You can watch the um, Titans. Tell me what you think that. of that. Yep, I noticed yeah. that. Um, I, I've been watching. Some, I've been actually watching a lot of stuff I've already seen. Yeah, watch new shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Rick and Morty. I watched some episodes of that. Yeah, kind of geek stuff. And also, you know, as far as my geek this week, I'm pretty much I'm all caught up on Star Trek. So maybe. Oh, I've, I've totally forgot about it. That's <laughs> probably, I totally did. I want to watch it. I just totally forgot. Thanks for reminding me. I'll try and catch up on that. Well, you know what's funny? I think about, what, four or five weeks ago, we had the discussion of, and I put it up on our, our site as a poll, mm-hmm. which series is better at this point, Star Trek or Mandalorian? And Mandalorian blew it out of the water. I mean, yes, there was like six. Okay, I was wondering where you were going to go because I haven't watched any of the Discovery other than what we were caught up on. So well, I, I still enjoy it. It's good, but Discovery started hard and fast, and these last couple episodes have felt very episodic. Yeah, and but they do more, down. right? They, they do a lot more than eight, right? No. Yeah, I think uh, the next episode will be the twelfth episode. Yeah, I think they're like fifteen or something, so they got to do some things. So all that to say, it you know obviously the way Mandalorian ended, we talked about that last week. Yep, was fantastic. I mean, they stuck the landing. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for Discovery to even yeah. match that. I, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot, though. I think we have to stop thinking that something's always got to be better or, or the best. Like, that's a, that's a tough, tough thing to do for anybody, you know, uh, to make, like, to have every film that, you you know, be better than the last one or be the best of all time or is this the best Star Wars? I don't know. Like, I don't really want to, I'm going to try, this is my New Year's resolution is to try not to to do that, is to try to just enjoy things more and let them be what they are and not try to put this artificial, is that the best one? Is it better than Solo? Is this, you know what I mean? Um, inevitably, it'll come up in reviews, but I'm not going to let right. it disappoint me uh, as I watch something. You know, I want to try and really think about in, in, what I'm watching and enjoying it and not always judging it from, you know, is this better than this? And that, you know, just let this be what it'll be. And then go from there. I'm going to put a pin in that, and we'll come back to that. Yeah, in about five minutes. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Any, anything else? Oh, my geek this week is I, I uh, have Skyrim for Switch Lite, and uh, it's been a while since I played that because I played it on a, a, an Xbox prior, and I uh, forgot how much I liked playing that game. Um, not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a lot different on a handheld than a big screen. So it's a little harder to see some things. It's not, it was never designed for a smaller screen. It's designed for television. So right. uh, it's it's a Switch game that you can put, you know, I don't have the console. I just have the Switch Lite, um, which I like. But, but uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I, again, I suck at it, but I'm, I'm learning and it's uh, been a blast. I like that, you know, you can... It's the age old thing. You can do this, get a mission. It's probably not much different really than like Call of Duty, but it's more, you know, fantasy, you know, world. Have you ever played Skyrim? I have not. It, it, it's an open world, kind of open world. Um, and you you find your way on paths and you give, you're given tasks or challenges and you go do those and you fight on the way and level up and get better. And, you know, I think there's a, there is a story that goes through it that helps you get through the end, but. You can do it in hundreds and hundreds of hours if you want. There's so many side, you know, tracks that you can do. It, it's, you know, virtually a game you can play probably a whole year if you wanted to. So kind of like, would that be like uh, Fantasy Grand Theft Audio Auto then? Yeah, not quite as goofy as that, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty goofy. Grand Theft Auto, not. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was good. It's fun. That's my... It's uh, it's nice to get back to something like that. Nice. Even though I've been playing um, also Jedi Fallen Hero, but or Fall yeah Fallen Jedi, whatever the hell that thing is, <laughs> I've been playing that too. But I haven't played that. <laughs> Went back into Skyrim because uh, all the kids brought their switches over. That's why so there's like four switches in here in the house, and um, you know Mario Kart and all that. You know, for Christmas I was able to get a hold of 
a Switch with the Mario Kart 8 Ultra or Deluxe or whatever it's called. Uh, not for me. I, I got it actually. I know you because you, you have a PS5. You have to tell people every week that you got a PS5. I was not going to mention the PS5 this week. <laughs> oh, I sorry. Was... <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> for those that did not get one for Christmas, Michael had one a couple weeks ago, just so you know. I, I had it well before Christmas. So. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Uh, no, I was just saying I, I happened to get uh, the Switch. I think I mentioned this before. And it's for my nephew. Um, my brother was looking for one. Gotcha. Got it for him, and he loves it. I mean, he just – and I kind of wish now that I would got one for me. But again <laughs> – How well, much I, do you I need? Don't, I don't need – exactly. I, yeah. I'm not a little kid. I'm not going to sit there yeah. and spend eight hours a day on it. You know, I spend too much time – on my PS5, um, <laughs> like right. Call of Duty. So, yeah. But I hear such good things about the Switch. It sounds like something fun. Like, so did you guys all like play Mario Kart against each other just in there? They did. I, I was too busy doing other stuff, but yes, they did. See, I want to do that, but because I really like Mario Kart. Like, even the Mario Kart Tour, which is for Android and for iPhone. Right. I think I played that for like 10 months straight. Well, you know what's funny is that game does not get less expensive. It's still a $60 game. That's pretty expensive. Well, that, luckily it came free with the bundle I got from my brother. Yeah, that's cool. Very, very cool. But you know what I mean? Like, that's a pretty um, – it's pretty pretty expensive. I guess it's doing well, well enough where they don't have to drop the price and people are still buying it. There's enough people that still need to buy it. Crazy. So, that's right? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Crazy. So, all right. Well, that's about all I did. So now let's jump into Wonder Woman 84. I'm going to, why don't you go first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. So what do you want to do? You just want to tell us first whether or not we liked it or not? Yeah, that's what we did with like we did the Mando, uh, your overall, and then we can get into the into the nitty gritty of the the movie. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay, that's it. Well, that's the that's my basic. If you're going to give me <laughs> gun to my head, did you like it? Yes, I did. There's more. I mean, I can say much more. Yes, Wonder Woman. The first one is better, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not as emotionally invested in this series. Mm -hmm. I'm very tied into like, you know, the Marvel films or I'm very tied into Star Wars, Star Trek, even the alien franchise. Predator. Right. Super strong emotional connections to those films for whatever reasons. Don't get me wrong. I love the first Wonder Woman it is still, in my opinion, even though Aquaman made more money, I think the critical darling of the DC EU, other than the Joker, that's a whole other thing. But for me personally, right. I think the best film is Wonder Woman. That's my the first opinion. one. Yeah, Wonder Woman, the, the first one. That's my opinion. Gotcha. But it's funny. I went into it with the exact same approach that you just mentioned for your. Um, Resolution. Yep. I, I didn't go into it thinking, you know, I didn't, first off, I have to admit, I was kind of warned. I didn't see it exactly Christmas Day. I want to say we saw it two days later. Mm-hmm. So we didn't immediately see it the minute it came out. Which right. turned out to be a good thing because I guess there were some HBO Max issues, technical. <laughs> Did they get over? Did they get overloaded? I think so. Gotcha. So it worked out that way, but also. Um, I got some buzzbacks for some friends. A friend of mine actually texted me. He's like, have you seen it yet? And I said, no, we plan on watching it you know, tonight. He's like, well, let me just say, go into it without your expectations too high. Right. Now, that's not a spoiler, but it does affect how I interpret the film. And Did you read, so you didn't let like other films that you've watched, or in the past, you've mentioned that you go to Rotten Tomatoes or something first, and, you, and then you decide if you want to see the movie. Sometimes. Right. This one didn't, you did not do that with this one. No, no. And for me, this one, like the headspace was similar. 
to when I went and saw X-Men 3 years and years ago. Right. X-Men 3 was done by Brett Ratner, who, whatever. He's right. not, he's, you know, he's not Brian, uh, what's his face? He's not Brian Singer, right? Right. So I had heard all these reviews, people saying, oh, man, X3 is just complete trash. It's terrible. And I actually thought it was all right. I, I enjoyed it. I watched the film because I, it removed that whole expectation. I expected to see complete and total shit. So mm-hmm. when I didn't get that, I was pleasantly surprised. So maybe I went into Wonder Woman with that warning. Even though the warning wasn't even that dire, I went into it with my expectations lowered. And maybe that's why part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much. What about you? Okay. How can I say this? <laughs> you hated it. No, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Um, I will say they are lucky that they didn't release this when it came out, when it's supposed to. <laughs> and, and that there was COVID because it would have tanked the second week. They really would have tanked. And what I say is that like, there's some fun parts to this movie, but this script was terrible, horribly messy written script. There's so many holes in this script that I had a lot of problems when I watched it. It has nothing to do with the look. It has nothing to do with, um, you know, acting. Acting actually helped save this movie, and it was directed fairly well, but the script the script was bad, Michael. Like this, like, I, I'm waiting. For, I want to hear some truth out of Michael today because y- you can't sit back. The, this script was horrible. It was a mess. And there was so many problems with it that, you know, they're lucky they had the actors they had. They're lucky that they had the characters established. The character actors were good. Christian Wig was fantastic in this movie. I agree. I agree. Right? So this, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. There was fun, fun parts of the movie, and I'm looking at it from all sides. Um, this, this movie was nearly as tight as the first one in terms of a script. Agreed. Um, so I had to, I, I, it's very hard for me to get past it. I, I have no desire to watch this movie again. There's, there's no lasting reason to watch this again. I don't know if I want to see it again either. Um, now that doesn't, again, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. It's not great. Um, it's not the first film. In fact, we watched the first film again right before we watched we did, it. We did the same. And the first film's not perfect, okay? No, but it's very, very good. It's very good. That third act, though, with, you know, fighting against Ares. It's just another big, big bad. Right. And the CGI is not that great. It's just. Right. Well, the CGI in 84 is horrendous. Well, okay. Here's my take. Well, okay. What don't you like about the script? Let's talk about that. Um, okay. Messy. Where is it going? You That thing could have been edited down to a minute, an hour 30. Okay. I don't disagree with you there, especially. That last monologue she gave, it, that whole yeah. scene went on way longer than it should have. Yeah, there's there's a lot of editing that could have done this movie. Um, the the premise of basically making Pedro Pascal Jafar, no. This whole wishing thing that was already that's a mess, dude. That's just a mess. So the whole world wishes. And there wasn't one person on the planet that wished for world peace. What did that do? Then everyone did everyone is going to renounce their wish. That's nonsense. Like, that's just bad. Super, super bad. It's so open and horrible. It's like, oh, my God, that it's just bad. There's no way the world would ever get back to normal. I, I don't disagree with you on that at all. What? Yeah, that's what makes it horror. That's what make, that's what really bothers me about the movie. And you've got other things that, like, listen, this happens in every movie, Star Wars, everything else. Like, there's some things that come to the characters really easy. Like, oh, a fucking plane that's ready, gassed up, that this guy can fly right off the Smithsonian? Yeah, Stop it. I did say something to, to Shaley about that. I said, okay, the Smithsonian is a museum. <laughs> They're you not know, gassing those things. Right. But. Even beyond that, I was like, okay, he flew biplanes, okay? Right. He didn't even fly World War II planes, right? No, no. I mean, 
World War I planes, while a few steps well beyond the right flyer, right. were still very rudimentary. Right. These now, are pro- these are big problems. Now he's dealing with afterburners and shit. Come on. Yeah, and all of a sudden she, well, I made a coffee cup disappear, so I'm gonna make my plane disappear. Which I like the premise of having an invisible jet. Like that's cool. That's the whole you know thing for Wonder Woman. And then she just does it, and then all of a sudden she can fly now. But she couldn't fly in Justice League. What? She flies in Justice League now. She has for years. No. No, no, oh, in the film. No, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I see. okay, I'm sorry. I see what you're saying. They got, they've broken their own continuity. Yeah, I have no problem with Wonder Woman flying. That's not a problem, but it, but it didn't happen in Justice League. I actually kind of like the riding the lightning thing is sweet. That's cool, yes. using the lasso. Like, that's fucking awesome. I agree. Um, but, uh, and Pedro Pascal was good in the movie, very good, but... Uh, Okay, because I've seen it, some people say that they hated his performance, but I... I don't hate his performance. He was given the script. He, I think he did the script really well for what he got. I thought he was wonderfully unhinged on purpose. Yeah, that was the that was the character. Yes. And a lot of people are saying, oh, is, is, he, is he doing Trump? But if you remember oh, no, the interviews no. before, he basically said he was going for unhinged Nicolas Cage. And I think that is very much informing his performance. Yeah, no, he was, everybody's performance was good. Chris Pine was really good. Um, Again, this has nothing to do with the actors. I just think the script was just, it needed, there was no editing. There's no editor to come in and say, well, why is this going to lead to this, lead to this? And then basically everybody just stopped being a bad guy. That's it. That's how it ended. Maybe. Here's, Okay, this is the lens through which I'm seeing a lot of this badness and why you're right. And I would be in your shoes with just about any Star Wars, Star Trek, any other movie, right? And I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I think all of your your criticisms are on point. But this is the lens through which I'm watching Wonder Woman 84. Because um, Patty Jenkins had said, early on that she was trying to capture like, you know, a stereotypical eighties action movie at, you know, at least for the first part of the film. And when I look at it through that lens and try not to think of wonder woman, the first film and everything else, the DCEU has done, it's a risk and it doesn't pay off for everyone. But in my case, it did. It is an over-the-top, dumb 80s action movie a la Schwarzenegger's Commando, but with a superhero. Yeah, but but those scripts were better. Uh, No, I'm I'm talking about how a story moves forward and how it ends, those kind of things, not as in it's a better movie, okay? There's certain things when you write, and I'm not a writer, but I've watched so many movies and I have friends that wrote movies and I, you know, that have made movies that I've talked to, you know... There's reasons for things. Why did she need that that gold suit? Yeah, that that was a whole bunch of nothing. Right. So that's a big problem because you set that suit up at the beginning. I can fix that in one edit. You know what the edit is? She doesn't have to learn that she has to give up Chris Pine. Or she, does, she knows she has to give up Chris Pine's love or his life to get her powers back, right? Before she renounced it, she should have put that suit on as if it was extra protection. Like, I can try and fight with this. And it's almost like armor, right? Now you have a reason for that suit. Maybe it was unspoken because maybe she didn't realize her powers were fully back. And then as she's fighting Cheetah, she realizes. Then it's an editing problem. It's a story problem because I didn't catch it, right? And then it makes sense to use that thing, right? And then as she realizes, you know, everything's and she's getting herself back, she can take it off and fight. But it was just wrong. Like, it was just bad. Like, that's just bad writing. It's not, you know, or editing. Maybe it was edited wrong, you know? Oh, I, uh, my biggest thing with this film, and I fully admit, it needed more editing. I, you know, I almost wonder if it wouldn't have been a tighter film had it come out when it was supposed to. A part of me is curious as if, as if maybe 
because they had it for a longer period of time that maybe they kept tweaking the edit and making. Oh God, well, maybe no. I, I don't know. That would be a, that'd be a shame because if they did that, then they, they, they had so much time to made it worse, which can happen because I actually think of a quote from George Lucas and maybe he was quoting someone else, but he, I swear to God, I saw somewhere once where he said, art, something along these lines of art is never released. It's abandoned. And that, you know, if you give a director or a creative or something endless time to edit something and tweak, they won't stop, right? A due date, a release date or something has to be there so that way you can say, this is it. I, this is the best I can do in the time allotted. I'm done. It's been a band. You know, they, they let right. it go. Right. There still might be things they'd want to tweak and change, but they can't. I'm a big believer. Like, listen, I always say this, even at work, work fills the time. You're going to do the work up until it's due. Right. And if they, if they kept making changes, they did it for the worst. They overworked it. Um, I can see that argument that this film is overworked. Maybe giving it as long as they did may have added. But it still doesn't solve the problem of the wishes being, I don't know, it, like, it is bad. <laughs> premise doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I like the idea of, I think part of it, which what I did like about the film, it sounds like I'm bagging it. Look, it's visually great. I had a lot of problems with the CGI though, with the, the stunts and things, a lot of weird wire stuff that didn't fit. It was just, you know, a little too much wire, maybe wire work. Um, but I like the idea. I think that maybe Patty Jenkins was playing with us like, you know, not just be grateful for what you have, but be careful, you know, the monkey's paw thing, be careful what you wish for. Um, Cause all these things can happen. And there's a, there's a certain amount of, you know, humanity that I think she was trying to get people to understand. Like you can lose your humanity if you go down this road, you know, which I caught a bit of that. I mean, and I like well, that part of it. So do I. And I think we got, a glimpse of that could it have been tighter and better? Yeah, but- no, it sh- and that could have, Michael. It should have been. This is what I'm trying to get to you. It's like, like th- these. This is a lot of money. These are big movies, and it should have been, not could have been. It should have been. That's my. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why I don't get. I'm not giving it a pass because it should have been. There's a lot of people on this thing. There's a lot of talented people on this thing. No different than the Last Jedi. You know, there's a lot of failings in Last Jedi because of the writing is bad. I'm saying the same thing here. Like, what happened? So, you know, that being the case, are you worried about Rogue Squadron now? No, no. I I think she's still extremely talented, made some great films, and I I don't. I'm not worried about it. Um. A, because it's not a canon thing. It's just going to be a one-off. It could be a great story. She's not held to anything. Uh, I think she's great. I'm not picking on you know the director or anything. I think there's a lot of people involved here that just – I just don't think it did as well as it could. It should have been. It's, I just don't, it, it could have been a much better film. Oh, I agree. I agree. What about – okay. So let's talk about then – you seem to be a little bit more critical of it, and I'm not – I'm being honest of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not critical. It's it's true. Like you agreed with me, so there's there's a reason for you right, agreeing with criticism. me. It's still a criticism, true or not? Yeah, I'm being critical. Yes, of of, <laughs> of writing. I'm being critical of writing and bad writing and bad bad endings. You know. So what did you like about it? I liked uh, the characters. Like I said, I liked the acting. I liked how they worked with each other. I liked Kristen Wiig a lot. Um, she was really fun to watch and. You know, and um, I liked some of the quirkiness of, you know, obviously the fun 1984 clothing kind of stuff. And, uh, ironically, what was funny was I, there was a scene at the beginning of the movie and I go, is that Linda Carter? And uh, Michelle goes, no, I don't think so. And then Linda Carter comes out at the end. As, oh, yeah, um, when they show the, uh, the flashback. Yeah. guys. Yeah. I, I had the same exact thought. I said to Shaylee, I'm like, I know we just saw the eyes. 
But was that Linda Carter? I did, yeah, exactly. And it was. We were right. As Ast- Akima, A- Arista, Astra, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked, you know, some of those things. I thought the mall scene was okay. Um, you know, there's things too, like, in. I guess a lot of problems, I did see all the Wonder Woman pieces, including Batman versus Superman and Justice League, where in Batman versus Superman, she's been like, hiding out for years and not being seen. She didn't want to be seen. And here she is in a mall. So it's just a weird, like there's weird things going off um, that that make it odd uh, when, when you're watching it. Um, I, I, I it's, it's fine to be, you know, hammy and stuff like that and a little bit cheesy. But when you set up the first movie, it just didn't feel like it was connected to the first movie enough to me. And maybe that's maybe that's why I don't like it as much. Um, I can accept that criticism. However, I think you could say the same thing of, you know, Captain America: The First Avenger and Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, you're crazy! No way! No way! Yeah. No, because it's him now, and there's dealing with what he's dealing with now. That's that's completely different. Maybe. No way. Yes, it is, dude. Come on, neither actually, neither one of them are hammy. They took that away. They found a way to, to to take it away from the first Captain America, and when they brought him into Civil War, he's already been through enough shit to be different. He's already been through the Avengers, like it's already gone through like world changing, galaxy changing things. So it's there's growth to the story there. So no, you're one hundred percent wrong with that that adage. <laughs> There's been too many stories in between. It's not like it wasn't one to wasn't Captain America then right into Civil War. He went through a lot of other stuff. Yeah, okay, but yeah, well, there's nothing in between Wonder Woman in this and then Wonder Woman eighty four. Maybe not chronologically, but we did have her in Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Yes, and she's completely different. It's more like the first movie. Fair enough. I I can't speak because I've not seen those two. But right, right. And it's cool that they, they they wanted to be a little more, I would say, silly or something. That that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm really curious why they picked '84. There was no real need. Yeah, that's for a, it. well, that's a good another thing. Why? Right. That's a great thing. Was is that because now you can make an argument that that was when greed was good, and maybe they should have brought that next. This was really about greed. I want. I want. I want. Which I get that. That makes sense to me. Everybody wants their own thing. They're not thinking of other people, just what I want. Right. So that's a cool way to bring in, you know, what what the 80s are kind of known for is some selfishness and not that we've ever even passed that. I feel like we're still there. No, oh, we're still there. So, I mean, I get that. And that's a good choice if that's that's what it was. And it's just, you know, brings to the 80s maybe technically were brighter, certainly brighter in feeling than the 90s, right? Than the grungy, you know, kind well, of thing. Well, the films were brighter. Yeah. So, and that's cool. I don't even have a problem with it being set in 84. It was, you know, I like that part of it. Obviously it's, you know, speaks to you and I. Um, again, I liked watching it. I watched the whole thing. I didn't want to like say, it wasn't, I wasn't watching it and saying, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I was just looking for something like, please connect some dots. And it never did. Well, I have to admit, like I said, it definitely needs a fair amount of editing. I, I don't disagree with you there. And as I've already said, a lot of the badness or cheese factor I attribute to maybe trying too hard to be an homage and maybe even a parody of 80s blockbusters. And like I said, I keep going back to the movie Commando, which, have you ever seen that movie? I'm assuming you oh, have. Of course. That movie is terrible. It is terrible. But it's so good. It's, it's so bad. It's great. Like... Just some of the lines, you know, where's Sully? I let him go. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's terrible cheese. So in that regard, I think that's part of the reason why I enjoyed Wonder Woman. And I also have to admit, um, the ending, even though that speech was a bit preachy and went on for too long, I kind of like that it stuck to her essence as a character in that she said even in the first movie 
that, you know, she believes love is more powerful. And yes. so instead of having a big knockdown drag out fight with Maxwell Lord at the end, like was what we find out now was forced on her at the end of the first movie against Ares, um, that it wasn't a big knockdown drag on fight. She convinced the world to rescind. Now, is that realistic? I, I, I get to your point too. Like every single person that saw this is going to rescind their uh, wish. No, no. I mean, psychological studies have been done. Like where they, had, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there, I saw this one where they took a, it was an armored van and it accidentally dropped a bag of cash. And all these people come out and they start grabbing money, right? Right. And then a couple minutes later, the truck comes back and they're like, oh, we, we lost this money. And people start giving the money back. And it seems like most of the money comes back. But after they count the cash there's still like a third of it gone. Right. Because so, that's, that's people. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree with you that no, not every single person would rescind their wish. Well, I don't even think that Cheetah did or Minerva did. So right there. But there's, no, there's nothing to suggest that she did. Other than she was no longer a Cheetah person at the end of the movie. Right. Which suggests that maybe she did rescind. Yeah, because I don't if know. she I, didn't, and she shows up in the next movie, how does that work? Yeah, we don't know, right? And I, I think it would have been a better idea to just have, you know, Maxwell Lord say, I take everything back or put everything back. So it's all on him, and then I would be fine. See, I thought the film, I thought the film was going to end because Steve had not made a wish. I didn't think that. Wonder Woman was gonna Wonder Woman was gonna re, or Diana Prince or whatever you want to call her. I didn't think she was gonna rescind her wish and end up undoing him as coming back. I thought part of the end of the movie was gonna be him wishing that you know all the wishes were negated or something. That was his wish. Right. And here's another thing that I had a problem with. <laughs> People, well, I mean, explain it. Someone's gotta explain it because it wasn't explained in the film. People made their wishes they came true, right? Yes. So why the hell did Steve Trevor have to come in somebody else's body? For what? Well, if you remember, if you watched, um, for the most part, the wishes came true, but they came true in a much more probable way. Like the guy that goes, oh, I wish I had a cup of coffee, and then walks away, and then a second later, somebody comes in and says, hey, I accidentally ordered uh, an extra coffee for so-and-so, and I have an extra. Oh, I'll take it. Right. It, it was still it was still a cup of coffee. It wasn't tea. Right. right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I mean, apparently it, it does have limits. It couldn't fully bring him back in the flesh. Well, we didn't know that. Like, I, I, again, it's one of those, I don't know. It just seemed like easy way to get out of things. Like, I think they just took a lot of things and made them easy. I don't know what the name of that is when you write, but it's, um, I think you said it once. What were you talking about? No, no, not a MacGuffin. That's that's different. That's well, what you're following. Yeah. The monkey's uh, paws the MacGuffin in this one. Right. Um, no, just it's just a little too easy, convenient or whatever. Right. So it's like, well, not just bring him back. I mean, there's no reason. Because apparently, you know, I mean, she obviously stayed at that guy's house, did him. And then sees him at the end with the with the outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's many things that could have been fixed about this film. Number one is editing, no question. But I like the opening fight. It reminded me of many an '80s movie fighting. Like I actually thought, like, is that the same mall from Commando or from Stranger Things? It looks like it could be. Um, I like that opening battle. I liked, I admit, I liked the fight on the freeway. Um, with the uh, in Egypt. Yeah, there was an. It was fine. It was another. It was a nice Raiders of the Lost Ark thing going on there. Plus the. I said the well, same thing as Shelly. So that it was, was very Raiders. It was a little uh, convenient as they actually just drove by him. Like, oh, here we are. We landed up. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Again, it was just too much convenience that bothered me. 
Like, I know you have to do that to move the things across. Like, it's convenient that Luke ran into Han Solo, too. I mean, it's all, you know, it's right. just how you do You don't do want to it. spend, you know, an hour of the movie, them looking for no, no, but you can edit the movie. Like, I guess that's where the writing comes in. You know, it's like you spent all this time doing this other stuff that you didn't need to do either because it's two and a half hours. Right, right. Like if they had said something, like even a quick throwaway scene of them, you know, landing, you know, the airplane and seeing something on the airport where, you know, you know, Maxwell Lord has left with this, you know, security detail and they show him going down a specific highway and they just went, that's where we find him. And then you yep. get the car, right? Right. I, I, I grant that. It was convenient. So, so yeah, a little bit too many uh, serendipitous moments. That Yeah. That's that's a you know I don't know if that's the right word but that's exactly what I'm trying to say. A little bit too convenient at times. Yeah, and that's a big problem when you write when when the movie. That's what throws me away from takes me out of the stories when it's again, so convenient like that. I attribute that to the cheesiness of many an '80s film, and that's kind of what I saw. The lens through I saw. The, I, through it, it, it. I find this hilarious because I think if this was. Man, like I think Man of Steel was a much better script than this movie. I'll tell you that right now. And I know you don't like Man of Steel. Hold on, hold uh, on. Man of Steel is a fantastic sci-fi film. It's a good movie. It's not a Superman film. That's my issue. Okay. That I get. That I understand. It's a different it's a take that, you know. Superman does tough take. Feel. No. Um Unless it's, you know, Dark Seed or something. He'll kill him. Um, <laughs> right? Well, or Apocalypse? Not Apocalypse. Uh, no, you're Dark Side. You're right. No, I'm thinking the one that's in... Um, Thanos? No, no, no. It's He's in just not Justice League, but uh, in Batman versus Superman. Doomsday. Oh, yeah. You know. Even in the comics, uh, Superman did not kill Doomsday. Okay. So I didn't know that either. Now I get okay in the Donner film. Well, actually, it was taken away from Donner, but in Superman two, you know, he kills the three other. No, he doesn't kill him. He puts him in like, uh, what do you call it? The Fortress of Solitude void area or whatever. You don't you don't see them die. He just throws them into the snow area or whatever. You don't think they die? Well, they don't show it. They probably do because they, they all became human after they switched the. I know we're the, late in the podcast now, but that is something I purchased, by the way. The Donner cut. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's great. I bought it. It's it's so it's much better. Bucks. So much better. I have it on digital. Yep, that's how I bought. I bought it digitally. So you should watch the first one first and then go right into it. Oh, because I, I, I bought literally. the special edition of Superman too, also by Donner, cool. retouched by Donner. Cool. So I know that kind of takes us away, but it's also, like I said, in my in my world, Superman. The way I see it, Superman should not kill. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with you there, but I think the script. What I'm saying is the script was better. Oh, like I, was, I don't it, disagree with you at all. I think I enjoyed Man of Steel as a fantastic sci-fi film. Yeah, I'm really curious in where you go there, there with Batman versus Superman. I almost want to watch that again on my own now, um, and I wish that movie was edited because that movie could be edited down. There's just something with DC movies that they, I don't think they edit their stories well. That's really what it comes down to. And I really hope that Zack Snyder's Justice League is, is well edited as a story. You know, I'm going to say it's not. And here's why. It might be decently edited, but I, I, I'm going to guarantee there's going to be fluff because there's no way, no way. You put on a four-hour cut of a movie and not have Oh, fun. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot it was going to be four hours. That's 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 excessive. Yeah, you might as well made two movies and just call it that. Right. Well, on the spot podcast idea, we can touch me. I mean, I know you need to catch up on Star Trek. The finale yep. is next week, or no, yep. it's this Thursday. Season finale, I believe. But we can also throw in. I could watch Batman versus Superman. You can watch it again. We can All right. Your notes. Right. And again, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'll wait till afterwards. But it's not like I love that movie. I just, I don't want to be pretty clear. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that movie too, but I think that the characters are truer to. Well, let's, to, let's make it contemporary yeah. to what we're talking about right now. Let's make it. Okay. 
Which has more problems, Wonder Woman 84 or Batman versus Superman? Oh, 84. Okay. Because only because of the the um clear clarity of enemies and, you know, I should, you know, Lex Luthor is actually pretty good in it. Um there's some great scenes in there. It's it's darker, it's heavier. Now I don't want Wonder Woman to have to necessarily be darker. I don't that's not what I want. And, you know, and as we get at the end of this podcast, listen, it was a fun movie. Uh, there were some great parts to this, to, to Wonder Woman 84. Um, again, the acting was fantastic. I, I love the scenes. I love the talking scenes, which should you love those in, in an action movie? I don't know. You don't really care about them. But in this you do, because there's some good, there's some good dialogue, you know, in it. Um, and I like the way it's, you know, lit, it's bright, it's fun. There's some cool things in there with, um, I think Chris Pine really helped the movie a lot with her. Like it was very good grounding for her as a, and I think it helps her overcome maybe some of her acting chops. Cause I don't think, I don't know. I'm not sure Gal Gadot is a, a, a great actress yet. She hasn't really been in that much. Right. I mean, before this, her claim to fame was barely speaking roles in the Fast and Furious franchise. Right, so I'm not picking on her. I'm just saying she just hasn't have has much time to 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 get her chops. And I think she's really good in this. Um, but I think when you have somebody like Chris Pine to play with, you know, off of back and forth, and um, it's really good. And I think now that I've seen the Cheetah character as the way they portrayed it, I don't know who else could play her because I think Kristen Wiig can go from goofy to dark almost better than anybody. It was pretty good. I big props to Wig on that. Yeah. And like I said, all the actors were good. I think they had good dialogue. I just think there's some story beats that are what really made this movie bad. Well, I think, now mind you, this was a two and a half hour film, but I think they almost went too fast from Minerva being the geek to friends with Diana and then suddenly enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not that I'm saying they should have waited because we've like in the Spider-Man films, you know, we saw Dr. Connor, the guy who was yep. with Dr. Connor. So you assume the lizard was coming at some point, but never right. happened. But I almost felt like it would have been nice if they had already kind of established Minerva in some, you know, in a film. And then the next film, she's the cheetah, you know, to give it a little bit more weight into that change. Well, well I, I did understand. Movie. Yeah. The change is one thing. I did understand her, you know, focus of not wanting to lose what she has, but I don't think she necessarily hates Wonder Woman. It's just like, you're, you're just in my way. You're going to take this away from me. Maybe she does now after she lost the power. Maybe she's going to go trying to find a way to get the power back. Who knows uh, if there's one in, in, in Wonder Woman 3. Right. But, um, yeah. So knowing that we have a third movie, do you think... I mean, I'm I'm going to assume that Pine is not going to be in the third film. It'd be really hokey to bring him back again. Yeah, it needs to be done for that. Right. So, does the I mean, I was going to say, does the film need him? But that then it makes me sound like a misogynist, right? I don't want to say that Wonder Woman. No, it doesn't need him at all. I think she's fine. I, I think that whatever the whoever she's acting, it doesn't have to be a man to act with her. Well, I think, and, and I think she's going to be a better actress when it comes. Cause she was great with, with Kristen Wiig too. Like, you know, you need people to play to, to hold your, your place up. You know, there's, it just gives her time. Like, and when you see her in justice league, I think she's great. Like super good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I gotta see your take on those. Like when, when you see, Wonder Woman in there. So one one more thing before we go away. What did Shaylee think? Because it's her favorite. I may have liked it more than Shaylee. Um, she liked it, but her biggest complaint, I mean, one mm. the first one is by far her favorite. Um, her biggest issue was editing, just like I said. It needed a lot of editing. And she did not like the preachiness or the length of that speech at the end. Right. So, which so I agree with her. I agree. After, after we've had this discussion, what do you think of my initial statement saying that they're lucky that this was not? Oh, I, I count, count, counted in the real world as if the world didn't change and was put out in the box office. 
Oh, I agree with you 100%. I said something very similar to Shaylee earlier that I think it's best that this went to streaming first. I mean, yes, it went to theaters, and because of COVID, it it's getting great numbers for the year, but if this was any other year, I agree with you. I think the second week numbers would be a huge drop, like a 90% drop. And yeah. I'm glad it came out this way because now we're definitely getting a third. And I think if this had come out any other year and it had tanked the second week, I think, I don't know that we would have gotten that announcement saying, oh, we're doing a third one. Right. That quickly. Right. You know, it's hard, it's hard to play what if. But I, I think that COVID helped this movie. I do too. And I think they knew it. That's why I didn't think you see a lot of big backlash, you know, like you see for Dune and, and Tenet and those films saying, hey, we want to be in the movie theater. I think they just kind of, uh, maybe they've had some test runs with people and said, oh, okay, let's just put it out and we'll get behind it so that we can get a Wonder Woman 3. We can chalk everything up till COVID and not, not take a big DC hit. Right. I mean, I haven't thought about where I rank this in the DC universe. Um, the first Aquaman was better than this. Yeah, well, it's the only Aquaman, but yes. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I mean, I've read some of the, you know, I, well, you know, we saw it together. I actually really liked Aquaman. Right. Now, you know, I've seen some criticism since saying that it's just uh, over the top and cheesy and whatnot. I liked it. It's fine being cheesy. I have no problem. Like, listen, not everything needs to be fucking Blade Runner dark, man. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know okay exactly. Me too. I'm, I love Shazam. Shazam is a great film. I, watch it with family. Like it's a great superhero film. I need to watch that. I started watching it and then fell asleep. And that was <laughs> that's not because of the film. Like I think I started it like at one in the morning or something, and then nodded off. It's so. a fun film. It's a fun, fun film, and I have no problem with DC doing that kind of stuff and being that way. And I have no problem with them choosing to be light. With this, it doesn't need to be dark. I just want the script to be tight. <laughs> and I want the reasons for for motivations for characters to be moved accordingly through a story that makes sense. And then I want something that, you know, if it's going to end a certain way, like have a plausible ending that, you know, you can get behind. Whether it's a good ending, a bad ending, you know, if something good happens or something bad happens, it's fine. But not something that's so open-ended like everybody in the world renounce their wishes, which would never happen. And I'm not saying, listen, there would never be a Wonder Woman either. I get that. Right. There is some suspension of disbelief. Of course. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the same, you know, thing for any superhero movie. Of course you, you believe that, but you know, I also believe that humans wouldn't do that period, no matter what world <laughs> there's too much in a, in a time of when a movie is all about selfishness. I just don't believe that many people would be unselfish when they needed to be. Well, maybe that ties into, like I said, Patty Jenkins was obviously going for a story of love and hope. Maybe she's just not as cynical and jaded as you and I are. But yep. Yeah. yeah. And I have no worries at all about her doing the Star Wars film. She's a great filmmaker. She's made great stories. She knows what she's doing. So positives. Uh, characters, the actors were great. The characters were good. Uh, I liked the action scenes. The, the two that really were, I mean, I'm sorry, there are three major action scenes. The beginning of the film, the the battle on the expressway in Egypt, and then the battle with Cheetah, which I didn't love. Right. I think it delivered on two of the three major action scenes. And having just those three really major action scenes in a two and a half hour movie seems a little light. Um, but like I said, it was good. It wasn't great. It was fine. I liked it. You liked it. But we didn't love it. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you on the editing. Needed it, definitely. 100%. But it's not like our friend Rudy, he hated it. <laughs> He's got yeah. words. I almost wish we could have brought him on because he didn't. I mean... You know, I, think he, I think his hate for it is a lot of the same things I brought up with it, and that's it for him. But right. So, all right, that'll do it for. Uh, well, hold on, hold one, on. Oh, okay. Got, one more thing to say that I loved. Gotcha. Linda Carter at the end. Yeah, 
we died. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, but her showing up in the mid credits. Yeah, it was cool. Did you, okay, I was making sure you watched the yeah. mid credits scene. No, I did. I did. I mean, I get it. Now, I don't know if she'll play into anything else down the road. It's possible. I'm glad they did it this way. I'm glad they didn't try to force her into the first movie now. This one seemed to fit better. Right. Okay. That's it. That's all I That's got. it. All right. Well, that's it. That's our review for Wonder Woman 84. Um, tell us what you guys think. You can tell us through social media. Michael, you can tell them where them, where to, uh, you know, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you can find us if you look at either Twitter or Instagram. We're at Kybercast. If you look for us on Facebook, we have both a page and a group. They're both at the Kybercast. Awesome. And thank you all for listening. If you uh, could, you know, hit the subscribe button, your favorite pod catcher from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those cool places. Um, if possible, leave a review. But I know what's even more possible if you can just tell a friend. If they think, if you like, if they like the same things you like and maybe they'll like this show, that would be the best help you can give. Um, you know, one more plug. I don't plug it very often, but if you go to kybercast.com, you can buy some cool stuff. They've got mugs and hats and shirts and stuff like that. If you want, probably should have did that all before the Christmas time. <laughs> so now you know we're not, now you know we're not trying to like you know always uh, have commercials. But I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know, hell, we had a store. I should have said something over this whole Christmas time. Could have got a yeah. cool Kybercast mug. Um, we don't make any much money off of that, but you know, if Especially you want to do that, we don't advertise it. <laughs> we don't. We probably should more often. But anyways, go to Kybercast.com. Check out. Click on shop, and uh, I don't know. Buy something fun and let us know if it's good or not. <laughs> so that'll be it for this week. We will record again next week, I believe. Um, hopefully something comes on. Um, yeah, you're supposed know. to finish Star Trek. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek and maybe Batman versus Superman if you get through it. I'll watch it again at some point, too. So see where it fits. Cool? Cool. All right. We'll see you guys all next time. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.